Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good God, today is another, another, another wonderful day. And it's all because this is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome in, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Welcome to my podcast page, Biblical Living for Inner Healing. Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. How many of you know we got our soul has got to be made whole? Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Isn't that what God, isn't that what his word says? That's what his word says. So I dropped in for a minute, for a moment, for a second, because I wanted to ask the question. I had to ask the question. You know I have to ask the question. I came in to ask the question, do you know God? Yes, we're getting ready to dig into it. Do you know him? You know, we say that we believe that God exists. We believe in God. We say all of this, right? But that's not what I want to know. I I didn't ask, do you believe in God? I want to know, do you know God? There is a difference. There is a difference. We're getting ready to jump right into it. We're getting ready to dig into this issue. How many of you guys know this? But first, we're going to pray. Father, we thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord. We're two or three are joined together. There you are, Father God. We ask that you to just reveal yourself to us, Father. You said those that hunger and thirst at the righteousness, you will fill us. So, Father, we come before you again today, this Sunday, which is May 23rd, 2020. 21. I'm sorry, Father. We just come before you this day again, hungering and thirsting after your will, after your way, Father. Thanking you for taking the blinders off our eyes so we could see, for opening our ears so that we can hear, for revealing yourself to us, Father, because without you, we without you revealing your truth to us, giving us a rhema word, Father, it is hidden from us. So, Father, we ask that you just reveal your word to us, Father. And as I speak, Father, I ask that you anoint my lips of clay, Father. And as I open my mouth, Father, Holy Spirit, that you will speak through me. For you, you said, for I had, take no thought for what we're going to say, Father. But when I open my mouth, I pray that you will speak through me. I yield to you, Father. I submit myself to you, to your will, to your way, to your word, Father. And Holy Spirit, Father, you say you not leave us comfortless, but you will leave us with a comforter, and he will teach us and lead us and guide us into everything that's true. And Father God, so we come together today um, looking for your truth, not our truth, looking for your will, not our will, looking for your way, not our way, Jesus, for you say you are the way, the truth, and the life. And therefore, we come before you, humbling ourselves, not to resist you, Father, but to submit to you, saying, Abba, Father, we want what you want for us. Let us see what you see. Let us know what you know, Father God. For you told us to put on the mind of Christ, Father. And your word tells us that we have to renew our mind to know what your good, acceptable, and perfect will is, Father. So therefore, we come together today, this day, to assemble ourselves in the midst of your presence, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God, thank you guys again for joining in. Please share this podcast. Again, you guys know I got to know. My question is, do you know God? Yes, I didn't say, do you believe in God? I said, do you know God? I don't know if I'm going to be before you long. That's never my plan. But of course, we want the plans of the Holy Spirit. We want the, the, the Lord, who the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And so we want him to have his way. So we're, I'm going to start out with you. I'm going to read the Amplified Bible um, versus John 4 and 8. Again, my question is, do you know God? I said, no, God. I didn't say believe in God. I said, do you know God? Okay, so here we go. The Amplified 4 and 8 says, to love God is to choose God. Well, that's my title. I'm sorry. To know God is to choose God. That's me saying that. Now, John 4 and 8 says, the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. He is the originator of love. And it is an enduring attribute of his nature. Why is this? That's love is the attribute of God's nature because God is love. So what he's saying here, let let me read 1 John 4 and 8. We're going to break it down. Um, English Standard, I believe it says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So once again, he says, anyone who does not love does not know God. 
So this is why I asked the question, do you know God? Because if we do not have love, then we don't know God. Because God is love, right? So to um, abide in love is to abide in God and for God to abide in us. First uh, John 4, a English standard. It says, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever love has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Let me go back that again. It says, anyone who does not love does not know God. You guys remember the story of, um, let me see if I can pull it up here, where they told Jesus, they said, I prophesy in your name and I cast out devils in your name. And the Lord said, uh, depart from me, work of iniquity. I never knew you, right? He said, I never knew you. Let me pull this up here real quick. They was telling him everything that he they did to for him. And he said, Depart from me, you work of iniquity, I never knew you. Matthew 7:22. Matthew 7:22. Hold on one minute. Many will say to me in that day. Let's start at Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. I'm reading the NIV. It's, the title is True and False Doctrines, D- Disciples, True and False Disciples. Okay, um, 21 says, not everyone who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I would tell them plainly, I never knew, K-N-E-W, relationship, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Why did he say this? He said, I never knew you. So what is he saying? He's saying, the way, I never knew you because you didn't have love. Whoever does not have love does not know God. Whoever does not have love does not abide in God, and God does not abide in them. That's why he said, I never knew you. Because we know that God knows everybody. He said, I never had a relationship with you. You never had a relationship with me. You, so how, how was they able to do all these things? And, and for God to say, I never knew you. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, beloved. God used the donkey. You know, when you can't understand some things, that's why he never told us to know them by their fruit. I mean, to know them um, by their gifts or their callings. He said to know them by their fruit. Why? Because what fruit is he talking about? He's talking about love. Because if we, those who do not have love do not know God, right? First John 4 and 8. This is what we look for. When he say know them by their fruit, this is what he's saying. Because without love, you're not going to be kind. You're not going to be gentle. You're not going to be patient. You're not going to be long-suffering. You're not going to be... Uh, you're going to be thinking all kinds of evil. This is this is what love is, because what is love? First Corinthians 13 tells us what love is, right? So he, the reason he said, I never knew you was because he never knew them. They didn't have a relationship with him. Anyone who does not love God does not know God, because God is love. So yes, the gifts and call, you guys seen it. You've seen people operate under the anointing. Uh, you've seen them teach and preach and prophesy and sing and do all these wonderful things under the anointing. And then you meet them in person and there's, they're mean as snakes. You say, how is this? They're just as carnal as all outdoors. They're carnal minded. They don't spend time in the work. Hold on. Back up. Hold on. Wait a minute. See, because we confuse the gift, because we operate in the gifting of God, we think that we're all right with God. You can operate in the gift and not be in fellowship with God. Why? Because whoever we yield our members to, the word of God says, that's who we're serving to. And God will use you if you will yield to him. He used a donkey. Did God not use a donkey? Let me go to that story. I talk about it all the time. The prophet of Baal was on his way to curse God's people. And I... God had already told him no. He, he had already told him no, but he was just bent on doing what he wanted to do. Numbers 22 and 23, uh, excuse me, Numbers chapter 22, verses 21 through 39. This is the story. When you get a chance, read it. Numbers 22, 
21 through 39. And how many of you know we need to spend time with God? When we're spending time with God's word, we're spending time with God. But God says that when we have the love of God in us, that's how we know him and he knows us. But when we're doing things outside of, this is why our motive must be love. This is why God was able to say that David was a man after his own heart. Not because he was perfect and not because he did everything right. But he said, David is a man after my own heart because David loved God. David did a lot of things out of ignorance. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. David did a lot of things. You know, he did things out of the lust of the flesh when he did that with Bathsheba. I'm not making excuses. I'm just kind of bringing it to real life. So this is why we don't need to judge anything or anyone before it's time. Especially if we're just join, uh, does, uh, judging people based upon what we see. That's the five senses. There's a difference in judging someone uh, and discerning. When we're judging, a lot of times we're looking at the outward actions. Because I'm telling you, all that stuff David did, if we would have looked at his outward actions, we would have said, no way David loved God. But God said, you know what? Man looks on the outside. I chose the did I not make I chose the poor to be rich in faith. You know, we looking on the outside, but God is looking at that heart of that person. I've seen some people, and on the outside things were just all tore. But the Holy Spirit said, "No, they love me. They love me. Be careful how you handle the homeless person because they love me." And then when you sit down and you hear their story, a lot of times we don't know people's stories. We just look at them and just judge them. But that's not God. God loves people. He will take care of that. Our job is to discern the spirit and to love people because love overcomes evil. And love is not selfish. So whenever God asks us to do something, it's going to be an inconvenience to our flesh. The, everything is not going to be lined up all perfect. All the ducks are in row because then we wouldn't need faith, right? So he said that the just shall live by faith. And in, in any and everything that we do in word or deed, the word of God tells us that we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. Because unless the Lord build the house, unless the Lord build the ministry, unless the Lord build the building, unless the Lord build anything that we're doing with the work of our hands, we're labor in vain. We can't be, it can be a good thing. It can be a good idea. But I'm telling you, if God didn't give it to you, you're going to have to build it. You're going to have to finance it. But if you know in your heart that God has told you to do this, then we rest. We, we uh, be led by the spirit of God. Get his blueprints, get his strategy, get his direction. And we move when he say move. And we rest when he say rest. And we be still when he say be still. And then that's how you rest in the Lord. The way we rest in the Lord is when we're walking by faith. When we walk by faith, uh, we rest in the Lord. The children of Israel were not was not able into able to enter into the rest of God because of their doubt and unbelief. So when we cannot rest in God, it's because we're operating in doubt and unbelief. But my question is, do you know God? Because and what I'm saying when I say that, I didn't say do you believe in God. I said, do you know God? There's a difference. God is love. So Abel got up in the morning, uh, Numbers 22, 21. I just wanted to talk about the when he spoke through the donkey so we can know that God can, he can, um, that's why we need to entertain strangers because you could be entertaining an angel unaware. Quit discounting people. God never said to know them by their vessel. He said uh, that my sheep would know their voice. He didn't say you'll know them by the vessel. He said you'll know them by the voice. Quit looking at the vessel so you don't miss out on the voice. But when we judge people, we can't see we can't see them. When we're judging, it's a difference in judging someone and discerning of the spirits. Discerning of the spirits, that's a gift. That's a, a revelatory gift. It helps us to see and to discern the spirit. If you can discern a, if you can discern a spirit, a person can be acting all ugly and out of whack. And the Holy Spirit can say, no, they love me. But if you're looking on the outside, you're going to misjudge them. But um, God say, no, they, they love me. Careful how you handle them. They just need to be developed because they're babies. They're, you know, they just doing a bunch of stuff because they don't know yet. Isn't that how babies are, even in the natural? Little babies, they get into stuff. And that's why they got to have uh, their parents, parental guidance, people that's over them and you know, that's why they need them to help give them some guidance in, in the right direction. It's not that they don't, they don't know no better. 
It's not that they don't have a heart for God. It's not that they didn't have a Damascus Street experience. It's just that God said my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So a lot of times people are just doing stuff out of ignorance. And this is why I'm, I'm, the urgency and the call that I feel is on my life is to try to pull people back to God. God and his word is one. A lot of us have departed from our first love because we don't love the word like we used to. And I'm not talking about vitamin supplements. I'm not talking about listening to Facebook preachers. I'm not, and there's nothing wrong with that because God knows we need that. We need all of it. We need, the, we need it all. But if that's what you're using to take the place of your time with God, then that's a vitamin supplement. Every joint supplies a need. So we need to hear the, the preachers on Facebook, the prophets, God. We need them all. The fivefold, we need all of that. We need the church. We need all of this. But if that's what you're using to say that you have a, a relationship with Christ, that's a vitamin supplement. Nothing can take the place of your actual time. Turn off the TV. Turn off the Facebook. Get in the book. You know, whether it's on your laptop or whatever, whichever way. But we have to got to return to our first love. A lot of us are doing things based upon our gifting. We're living off yesterday's manner. When God has a fresh word, you know, I don't know about you, but when I come before, I said, Lord, I need a word from your word. Because when I see myself in a mess because I'm being messy, I go to the Lord and say, Lord, I need a word. Give me a word from your word. Give me a word from your word. I'll turn the TV off. I'll walk around the house. I'll be still. I'll be whatever I'm doing. I'm being still. I'm being quiet. Why? Because I'm in the car from driving. I have the radio off. Everything. Why? Because I'm listening. I'm seeking. I need a word from your word. Father, show me where I'm at. Show me why I'm stuck here. Show me what's going on with me. I'm looking for a word from his word. Why? Because people can't change other people. But our goal is to allow God to change us. It's not about trying to figure out how to change someone else. That's manipulation and witchcraft. Stay out of that. It's about allowing God to change us. And when God can change us, our light will be brighter. People will see the light in us and be drawn to the God in us. But that all comes out of getting in his presence, praying and, and praying in the Holy Spirit. We got to get back to the Bible, get back to the basics. You know, a lot of times we can ask each other, what did you eat? And you can tell, we can tell each other the natural foods that we have. But when we say things like, okay, well, what did you eat spiritually? Did you, no, I ain't had time for, I ain't had time. I was busy. I was busy today. I'm, I'm going to read some tomorrow. What are you saying? What are we doing? What are we doing? God said, lean not to our own. There's no condemnation. He said, lean not to your own understanding. How are we building without a relationship The found in everything we do? Christ must be the foundation. The Bible says that the wise man built his house on the rock. He built his marriage on the rock. He built his relationship on the rock. He built his life on the rock. He built the ministry on the rock. Everything has to be built on Jesus Christ for it to be solid, for it to be stand, for it to stand. The foolish man builds his house on the sand. He's living life without Jesus Christ. He's trying to figure out, he's leaning to his own understanding. He's not acknowledging God in any of his ways. He's ignoring God in all of his ways, and he's just doing what he want to do. And so he's building, and, and it's a good idea, but it's not a God idea. Come on, we, let's come back to the foundation. Christ must be the foundation. We must build our life on his word. What is his word saying about what it is I'm wanting to do? If God, if God is telling me to do something, it's not going to be heavy. Let's stop with this. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when we're feeling it heavy, sometimes it's because we, we need to cast it. Are you carrying the cares or are you casting the cares? I usually, I won't tell somebody something if I know they don't know how to pray. Because when people don't know how to pray, what they're going to do is they're going to carry what you put on them because they don't know how to cast it. How do you cast your cares upon the Lord? We cast our cares upon the Lord through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. We let our requests be made known unto God. Then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, is able to cover our heart and minds in Christ Jesus. We cast our cares through prayer. We go to God and we tell him what our cares are. Right. We go put our cares on him because he, he he can carry it. We're not designed to carry it. If we're not casting it, we're carrying it. 
And when the things that we're not casting, we're carrying the worries, we're carrying, we're carrying the fears, we're carrying the concerns, we're carrying the doubts. We can't, because why? Because we haven't cast it. Everything that we're carrying is things that we haven't cast. Are you worried? Are you fearful? Are you afraid? All of this comes back to abiding in love. When we abide in love, then love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. When we're walking in love, when we're walking in fellowship with God, fear will have no place in us. Because love, perfect love casts out fear. When we're confident of God's love for us. Love is not a feeling. Agape love is not a feeling. Agape love is not a feeling. Agape love is an action word. Corinthians 13 tells us what love is. But let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go back to Numbers 22, 21 through 39. This is talking about where the donkey spoke. Um, We just assume that people know the story, but a lot of people, we're not reading the word. There's no condemnation. What I want to know is, the question I want to ask you today is, what have you eaten today? And I don't mean natural food. I mean spiritual food. And I'm not talking about what another preacher said or what a Facebook pastor said. Those are supplements. How many of you know we can take vitamin supplements? But vitamin supplements still do not take the place of natural physical food. Even though we're taking vitamin supplements, even though we're supping and fellowshipping with this pastor, with this preacher, with this teacher, or whatever, those are good because every joint supplies a need. And God set them in the body. We need, a, we, need a, we need it. But when we leave there, I'm talking about our personal relationship. I'm talking about sitting time to aside. Well, we could just sit down and talk to the Lord like we do our children. Or we could sit down and talk to the Lord like we do our spouses. Or we could sit down and talk to the Lord like we do our friends. We sit down and take time out. The same way we make time for people is the same way we got to make time with Jesus. And can't nothing take the place of our personal time with the Lord Jesus Christ. He will give you a word. The reason we can't get our own word is because we don't sit at his feet. And then sometimes we're just so busy working for him like Martha that we don't have time to worship him. Are you working for God or are you working with God? When we're working for God, that's just us doing our thing. But when we're working with God, that's us being led by the Holy Spirit. To work with God, we have to be led by the Spirit. And no days, no two days may not be the same kind of day. And I always say that when we're going to be led by the Spirit, we're definitely going to have to be flexible because we get up sometimes we might have our plan and something else might come up and and the Holy Spirit is saying, yes, but I want you to go and do this. And you say, well, Lord, I didn't plan on doing anything. It's not about what you plan. I want you to get up and I want you to go and do this. God's love is not selfish. It's, un- it's not selfish. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, if I can get to Numbers 22, 21 through 39. If I don't get to you guys, please re- read this. It says, Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the Moabite officials. But God was very angry when he went. And the angels of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. God, he's still trying to stop him. He, he wants to go and curse God's people for some money. God already told him no. Balaam was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, it turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat it to get it back on the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyard with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel, why come Balaam couldn't see the uh, I wonder why Balaam, Balaam couldn't see the, see the, see the angel. Because Balaam was blinded by what he wanted to do. How The donkey saw him. It says that first, where was he standing? He was standing in the road. He was standing in the road. They were going headed toward, but the donkey, the, the prophet couldn't see the angel, but the Lord allowed the donkey to see him. Because the donkey, the prophet, he was so blinded. He was so, and that's what happens. When we're so blinded and bent on doing what we want to do, we can't see. It blinds us spiritually. But the donkey, the Lord cares so much about him that he allowed the donkey to see. You see what I'm saying? So this is, I'm trying to get us to see. God never said for us to know them by the fact that they can see. He never said to know them 
by how well they preach, prophesy, or teach. That's not what he said. And we're definitely going to have to know how to discern as we get in this season because we're coming towards the end, right? And there's many false prophets, false teachers, false preachers. They know the scriptures. They know the word, but they have not no love. And when we don't have love, we do not know God. But the gifts can still operate because the gifts come from God. We're not spending time with God. We're just operating on the gift. But we don't have no relationship. But God loved them so much. God loved this prophet so much that he allowed a donkey to see. So why are we so impressed? Don't be impressed by the gift. And when you see the gift, give God praise because we know that comes from God. But don't worship, never worship a person. We're not called to worship people. We give honor where honor is due, but we, our worship belongs to the Lord. We say thank you to people, but we give our praise to Jesus. Let's not get into idolatry worship. He never told us to know them by how well they preach, how well they sing, how nice they dress, how well they teach, how well they prophesy. That's not what he said. He said, I need you to look at the fruit. Do they have love? Because if you don't have love, you don't know God. We can give our body to burn. We can give, I can give every stitch of clothes I have away. But I'm telling you, if I don't have love, because God is looking at the heart of the people, what is your heart motive? What is our motive for the things that we're doing? It's not about us being seen. It's about Christ in us being glorified and magnified. And this is why he says we must decrease so God can increase. That's why I don't teach self-esteem because God said, I need you to decrease so I can increase. What When you see people being boastful and bragging and all this kind of stuff in themselves, that's because they've somewhere fallen out of fellowship with them. It's not about us. Our identity is not, life does not consist in abundance of things. It does, these things, everything that we own is on lease. All this stuff is going to be left behind. Even if you got the title to it, we don't own it. We're just passing through. And the only thing that's really important is people. So when people say, I don't do people, I don't like people, I'm telling you, look, look, catch on to that. But I love God. But God said, you can't say you love God if you don't love people. Because God loves people. We got to love people. He's, if, if, when we don't have the love of God in us, the Bible says we don't know God. If we don't have love in us, he said, you don't know me. That's why he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Why? Because you didn't have love in your heart. And when we don't have love, we don't know God. That's what John tells us, right? But here, I'm trying to stick with it, but I'm just going to flow wherever the Lord say go. But here we are again talking about how the Lord used a donkey, how people can operate in gifts and still not have a, the donkey didn't have a relationship with God, y'all. But the donkey was able to see the angel standing in the middle of the road with a sword. God opened the the eyes and let a donkey see what a prophet couldn't see. Because he was bent on going cursing God's people. After God told him not to, it says God was angry when he went. Right? Numbers 22, 21, I'm on verse 24. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyard with walls on both sides. When the angel saw here we go again. Verse 25, Numbers 22, 25. When the angel saw, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat the donkey again. The donkey could see, but the prophet couldn't see because he was so bit on doing what he wanted to do. Even though God told him not to do it, he was a bit on doing it. And when we're bit on doing what we want to do, just like Balaam, we too become spiritually blinded. That's why I like to say, don't be set. Don't get set in your ways. Because when we get set in our ways, it's hard for, we don't want to be so set in our ways that we want to be set in God's way. This is why I, I say we have to be flexible if we're going to be led by the spirit. Because anytime God asks us to do something, it's going to be contrary to what your flesh wants to do. Because the flesh is enmity towards God. It's against God. The flesh wants to do. Balaam was in the flesh. Balaam was bent on doing what he wanted to do. He did not care what God said. He had already told him earlier, don't you do it. He wanted, They was going to offer him money to go curse, curse the people. And he said, the Moabites. 
he went with the Moabites. The Moabites came and said, hey, when you come and curse these people, God said, don't do it. But Balaam was stiff-necked. This is how you know when you're dealing with someone that's stiff-necked and rebellious. I, you know, when you're dealing with someone that's stiff-necked and rebellious, your ministry to them is going to be different. It's going to be more firmer because that means the condition of their heart is hard. So it's like soil. The harder the soil is, the harder the pound, the firmer the word has to be. That's why when we look at the ministry, you guys read the book of Matthews or Luke or John. So you see the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. And when we look at the earthly ministries of Jesus Christ, we can see he did not minister to everybody the same way. He would tell the religious, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, go, go on then since you're going to say to Abraham, you know, your father. In other words, I'm trying to tell you that you need to accept me. They was like, well, we're not bastards. Abraham's our father. He said, well, Abraham is your father. You wouldn't be trying to kill me. But he said, go on, leave him alone. Let the blind eat the blind. They all fall in a ditch. He called them snakes. He called them vipers, all kinds of stuff. But even though he was saying those things, why? They were stiff-necked and rebellious. And even when they came to Jesus to ask a question, it wasn't for the right reason. It was always to test them. But the Bible said, Jesus said, but he knew their thoughts. There's a gift operating, a revelatory gift, word of knowledge. It's a discerner of the thoughts and it knows the intent of the heart. Isn't that what the word of God does? Jesus operates in all nine gifts, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. <laughs> he operated in all nine gifts of the spirit. Excuse me. But here, he was so bent on doing what he wanted to do that he couldn't see. But God loved him enough that he made a donkey to see. God used a donkey. And every time when we feel ourselves becoming prideful and puffed up, just always remember the donkey. God can use a donkey. And quit discounting. We have to quit discounting people because of their past or whatever it is that we think we know about them. Because you're looking on the outside, but God is looking at the heart. You know, even when Samuel the prophet went to Jesse's house to find a king, he was looking, he was caught up on the outside. Oh, surely they dress nice. They look, they, they, they have the physical physique, everything. They have the education. They got everything going for them. Surely they must be the king. By golly, they're even in the army. They already in the army. So it just makes sense that since they graduated from theology school, the seminary school, that it just makes sense that God would use them. They didn't know God. How many of you know that Jesse's sons, they didn't know God? Even though on the outside, Jesus told the Pharisees, everything is fixed up on the outside. You're serving in the church, you're singing in the choir, you're on the usher board, you're just doing some of everything. There's no condemnation. Here come a hard word. You know, I need to know this. Can you promise me that you'll sit through this? That when correction comes, we won't run. Because guess what? God chastising us, it's him loving on us, and there's no condemnation. Because today is another day that we get to do what God say. So here he was. I'm, I'm just, you know, God don't want us to be led astray. That's all. I mean, I've set up under people. I hear people talk. I, like I said, if, if I'm on Facebook Live and, and if I'm sharing something, that's what the Holy Spirit has arrested me. He has stopped me and caused me to sit there and look. I've seen people preach. I've seen people teach. And the Holy Spirit say, they don't believe it. They don't believe what they're saying. But guess what? God can still speak through them, just like he spoke through the donkey. You know, we have to spend time developing a relationship with God. And we don't just study to get a sermon or study for whatever, to teach Bible study. But I don't know about you, but I study to live. I'm constantly seeking the Lord all throughout my day. There is no condemnation because the, God is the standard. But my purpose for this study today is to ask the question so we don't be led astray. And the question is, do you know God? I didn't, I didn't ask, do you know about God? I, I said, do you know God? Because to, to, have, to know God, we must have the love of God operating in us. We must be walking in love. Because if we, when we don't have love, he says we don't know him. Those, those who do not love do not know God. And this is why when they came to him, 
And they said, well, we prophesied in your name and we, we cast out devils in your name. And they did all these things. And he said, depart from me. I never knew you. You didn't love me. You did not love me. Yeah, you did all these things. Yes, you laid hands on the sick. Yes, you did this. But in, when, you, when the anointing wasn't on you, you was mean as a snake. You don't even like people. There's no condemnation. But I'm telling you, we got to get our love life right by getting in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we don't spend time with God, and again, I'm not talking about watching Facebook Lives and all that stuff. Yes, do that. Please continue to do that because God uses that. I love it. But there's a time we have to turn it off and we have to get on our knees and or just sit and just pray, spend some time with God and just sit up and talk to him. Turn the radio off. Turn your music off. Turn the Facebook off. Do some, And just sit there and just bask in his presence and spend some time with him. We got to come back to our first love. God says, this one thing I have against some of us is that we have left our first love. Can't nothing take the place. You know, when you got saved, I got saved 30 some years ago. We didn't have all this technology. We didn't have the Facebook Live and You know, we didn't have all of that. I had to read my paperback Bible, and I still do. I didn't have Bible. A Bible first popping up on your phone, that's not spending time with the Lord. There's no condemnation. What is God saying to you? And even if that Bible verse pops up, hit on it and open it up and read the whole chapter. Do something. Spend some time with God. Give God some attention because he... He pays attention to us all day. We're the apple of his eye. There's no condemnation. We just got to return back to our first love. You know, if we spent time with our husbands and our friends and our family, the way we spend time with God, we would we would be probably be in the divorce court all the time. But we know that we have to pay attention to our children. We know we have to pay attention to our spouses. We know we have to spend uh, pay attention to our friends. In order to have uh, friendships, you have to show yourself to be friendly, right? That's the same way with God. We have to spend time with him. So my question is, do you know him? But Balaam was bent on doing what he wanted to do. But God loved him so much that he allowed the donkey to see. Numbers 22. Please read that. Numbers 22, verse 21 through 39. Even in our rebellion, even when we didn't acknowledge God, even when we ignored God, our Father, our Abba Father, I'm talking about the Jesus Christ Father, God, because I know there's a lot of gods out there. I'm talking about the Jesus Christ Father, our Father, our Abba Father. That's the God I'm talking about. Okay, we're going back to 26. It says, then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead. Numbers 22, verse 26. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw, once again, verse 27. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam. The donkey laid down. And and then he was angry. Balaam was angry and beat him with a stick. Mm. Then the Lord opened. Oh, Lord Jesus. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling this story because I'm trying to get us to see that God, anything God created, he can command. He said he'll make the rocks cry out. So the Bible said, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve to. So what I'm trying to help us to do is to know that we have to discern and don't just get caught up in the people because they know scriptures. Jesus said, the way we're going to know him, them is by the fruit. The way we're going to know his disciples is by love. He said, the way you'll know my disciples is by the love they have one for another. So it doesn't matter how well you sing, how well you preach, how well you teach. None of that stuff don't matter. I'm telling you, when I'm I'm with people, what I'm looking for is the love. I'm not impressed by the gifts. That don't impress me because I understand that the gifts come from God. Thank God for it. But what I'm saying is, God said the way you, he, I'm talking about us being able to discern what's true and what's false. That's what I'm trying, I'm talking about here. Just because someone can prophesy, just because someone can preach, teach, lay hands on the sick and signs and wonders follow. It don't mean they know God. 
Because when the anointing lifts and you get to spend time with the actual person, then you'll be able to see, do they have love? Because if they don't have love, then they don't know God because God is love. That's what he said. So then, then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, verse 28, Numbers 21, 28. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said, oh Lord Jesus, you mean he made this, anything God created, he can't command. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth because he made the donkey. And then, and it said to Balaam and God, God made the donkey speak. What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey. You have made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. You have an animal talking to you. Okay. A donkey is talking to you. And you still don't get it. He got a dog standing on your front porch saying, look here. Why did you do this? I mean, you would think instantly he would become a believer. Here we got, he said, if I had a sword, I would beat you. He was just so blinded. He was blinded spiritually. He could not see. He could not hear, but he was getting ready to go and give a word. How many are, how many people are doing this? How many people are operating in the gift and they didn't take no time out with God? God doesn't tell them, no, don't do it. But we're saying, Lord, I need the money. God said, no, don't do it. But Lord, the people are waiting for me. Who are we? What are we doing? If we're not spending time with God, I'm talking about personal time. I'm not talking about vitamin supplements. I'm not talking about Facebook. I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm not talking about sitting up listening to other people preach and teach. I'm talking about us going in and getting in the book and fixing our own meals. Crying out to the Lord through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Lord, show me me. Lord, help me. I want to be more like you today. Lord, lead me. Lord, guide me. Lord, direct my path. I'm talking about sitting on the couch and just being quiet and talking to him like we talk to our spouse. Talking to him like we talk to people on the phone. Talking to him like we talk to our children. Because you know what? When we get in the presence of the Lord, when we come out, we're not going to look the same. We're not going to act the same and we're not going to talk the same. When Moses stepped out the presence of the Lord, his whole countenance had changed. And when we step, even though his hair was gray and everything, when we step out the presence of the Lord, our whole countenance will change. Our personality will change. God said if we walk in fellowship, and we say we have fellowship with him, but yet we walk in darkness, then we are a liar. That's what he said. I'm just a messenger. Don't stone me. This is for me too. He said, if we say we have fellowship with him, but we still walk in darkness, we're still in a lifestyle. I'm talking about living a lifestyle contrary to him. We are a liar and the truth is not in us. Because when the, when we're in fellowship with God, to, to be in fellowship with God means to walk with God. To be in fellowship with God means to come in submission to. And when Because how can two walk together except they both agree? So in order to, the only way we can walk in fellowship with God is that we have to walk in agreement with God. Because we can't walk to fellowship with someone, you have to walk in agreement with them. But here, Balaam wasn't walking in fellowship with God. He was doing what he wanted to do. He was bent on doing what he wanted to do. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. See, this is what I'm saying. His eyes were blinded the whole time. He said, let me, let me go back up here in verse 29. He said, if only if I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. Verse 30. Then the donkey said to Balaam, why have, I, am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? This is, a, this is something new. Normally, I don't even act like this. So why, wouldn't you be concerned? I mean, all this time, the donkey has been going whichever way he say go. Now, all of a sudden, he's not even doing what he's asking him to do. Something is out of the ordinary. That's because God is trying to pull him into his position and out of his position. No, he said. He said, you know, in other words, you always do what I say. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes because he was blinded. You know why he was blinded? He was blinded because he was so bent on doing what he wanted to do. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with that sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, why have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is reckless. It's a reckless one before me. Oh, my God. And when we're bent on doing what we want to do. 
when we bent on doing what we want to do, then we're not bent on doing what God wants us to do. We can have things our way or we can have things God's way. But I'm telling you, God said that when we love, God abides in us and we abide in him. But God loved Balaam so much that he allowed the donkey to speak. And I'm so glad that God loved me so much that he allowed Jan on TBN to speak. That's how I gave my life to Christ. I heard his voice. I'm so glad that God loves us so much that he'll, he'll even make the rocks cry out. And he'll use a donkey if he have to, to get to you. That's how much he went all out of his way for this prophet. He could have just left him alone and let him do what he wanted to do. But he was stiff-necked and he was rebellious and he was bent on doing what he wanted to do. And the angel said, this is reckless. And when our lives is reckless, that's what the problem is. We're doing what we want to do. When our lives is a mess and it's reckless, he said, this path that you're taking is reckless. This is not the way that the father is leading me. And then 33 says, the donkey saw me and turned away from me three times. If it had not turned away, I would have certainly have killed you by now. But I would have, but I would have spared it. He wouldn't have killed the donkey. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing in a row to oppose me. Now, if you are displeased, I will go back. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the man, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with uh, Balak's officials. Read that story. That's a true story. Do you know God? There's no condemnation. But God is love. And Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll obey me. He said, if you love me, you will obey me. 1 John 4 and 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In in this, the love of God was made manifest amongst us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us when we love one another. See, this is why when people are like, well, I don't do people. But then you know, God loves people. And we're called to people because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to matter is the souls that we're saved. That's it. We're not taking any of this stuff with us. And while we're so busy trying to get these things and don't have time for the God who gives us the breath, the strength, the energy to get the things. God, later for you, okay? I don't have time right now because I was busy doing this. You know, and I ask people all the time, you know, well, did you read? Did you listen? No, I was busy. Oh, my goodness. What are we busy doing? There's no condemnation. But I just have to ask the question, do you know God? Because to know God is to spend time with his word. To know God is to love like God. Because God's spirit, is, that's his, he puts his nature inside of us. Hold on, let me finish. It says, verse 12, verse John 4 and 12. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. It's mature. By this we know that we abide in him. Verse 13. I'm on, um, read this please. First John 4. Right. By, I'm on 13 now. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. 14. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confessed that Jesus is the son of God, God's abide in him and he is in he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God in him. So when he told those guys apart from me, I never knew you. Evildoers. He called them evildoers. What was he telling you saying? Because you don't have love. Yeah, you did all these things, but you don't have no love. Therefore, I don't know you. Because anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. And when we walk in love, then God, we abide in God and God abide in us. That's why we don't, we don't have a right to not to forgive. God is love. 
And when we abide in love, it's not a feeling. It's not emotion. God's love is agape. It's unconditional. This is why we have to learn how not to take on the offense. This is how we have to learn how not to take other people's actions and reactions personal. But we do look at the fruit. And sometimes when you're dealing with people that are stiff-necked and rebellious, the Lord will say, back up and pray. And then when you talk to them, you have to be really firm because the heart, the soil is hard. That's why I say harden not your heart. Today, don't harden your heart. When we hear the word of the Lord, don't harden your heart. Because when we harden our heart, it causes us to be stiff-necked and rebellious. In order to have good ground, in order to bear fruit, we have to have a good, we have to have God's love in us. So Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by their love. For this is how you'll know my disciples, the Bible tells us. It's by the love that they have for one another. This is how he said, he didn't say you'll know by how often they go to church, by how well they preach, teach, prophesy, sing. That's not what he said. He said, by this, in John 13, 35, he said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. That's Amplified Bible. Why he say unselfish concerns? Because love is not selfish. That means God is going, when he asks you to do something, it's going to be an inconvenience to your flesh. Let's not become so stuck in our way that we can't be led by the Spirit. Because Balaam was stuck. He was stuck on a path of destruction. He was bent on doing what he wanted to do. Even though God had already told him no. He was bent on doing what he wanted to do. Do you know God? Are you bent on doing what you want to do? Or do you want to do what God want to do? When I say, do you know God, what I'm saying is, do you have the love of God in your heart? Because when we have God's love in us, that's how we know that we love him. Let's go to 15, verse 9, 4, 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God abides in him and he in God, 16. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So when we're not abiding in love, then God you know, we're not a body. That's the nature of God. Love is who God is. By this is love perfected in us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. They're not sure. They're not fully convinced of God's love for us. (coughs) Excuse me. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. Hold on. Don't shoot the messenger. This is what he said. We are first John 420. Excuse me. First John 420. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he does not love his brother whom he cannot see. For, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot. Hold on now, I didn't say this. I'm just reading it. Cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. That's a commandment. So Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit, right? And then he goes on in John 13, 35 and says, and what is the fruit he's speaking in reference to? By this, everyone would know that you are my disciples if you have love. By the love we have one for another. If we have love and unselfish concern for one another. Unselfish concern. In other words, I'm not going to be thinking about how me helping you is going to affect me. It's not going to, me helping you is not going to inconvenience. Yes, it's going to inconvenience your flesh. Anything, anytime God asks us to do something, it's going to cause our flesh to be inconvenient. It's going to be an inconvenience to our flesh. But God's love is not selfish. God's love is not selfish. It's not selfish. Let's go to uh, Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 13. Now let's see what love is. Love is not a feeling. Love, agape love is an action. God's love is an action. This is how you know. Love is an action word. It's not in what you say. Love is not selfish. 1 Corinthians 13. 5 through 13. Let's see what love is. We're talking about love. Let's see what love is. 1 Corinthians 
13. Let's look it up here. 1 Corinthians 13. What is this? Jesus said, you'll know them. You'll know my disciples by the love. You'll know my disciples by the love. He who has not loved does not know God. If you don't love, then we don't know God because God is love, right? So what is love? God's love. If we speak with the tongues of men, 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I'm getting ready to have to end it here in a minute. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I'm nothing. Even though, listen here, he's saying we can do all these things. But if we don't have love, we don't have nothing. Isn't that what Jesus told him? I prophesy in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I do all these signs and wonders. He said, depart from me because I never knew you. Why? Because of this right here. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 is telling us. You can have faith to move mountains, all this stuff. But if we don't have love, we're just a tingling sound. So the goal is not to learn to be more kind. The The goal is not to be learn to be more patient. The goal is to walk in the love of God, not to be selfish. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient. This is what love is. Love is kind. These are actions. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. It's not prideful or boastful or rude. It does not insist on its own way. When we're constantly wanting our own way, because love is not selfish, we're not operating in love. When we get out of love, we quit abiding in God. We break, it's like the vine and the branch. When we're not walking in love, we're disconnected. Like the branch is disconnected from the vine. And we don't have love in our heart. Then we don't know God. And God, we're not abiding in God and God not abiding in us. Love not the world nor the things of the world. For when we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. So when we love the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it causes us not to have the love of God in us. Love not the world. For many have departed from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows, great sorrows, chasing after money. Love not the world because the world is going to pull us away. It's going to cause us to disconnect from the vine. Chasing after the things of the world. Let's not be in pursuit of the money. Let's be in pursuit of the mission. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. I'm getting ready to have to go. My time is almost up. But 1 Corinthians 13, please read that. That's talking about love. Love is patient, kind. It's not envy. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. It does not sit on its own way. It's not irritable or, re- or resentful. It's not agitated or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoice with the truth. Love, people that love the truth, they love God. That's, that's a sign of love because God is truth. Okay, love bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Love is always looking for the best in someone else. Because when we're operating in faith, we're calling those things which be not as though they are. When love believe all things, we won't be filled with evil suspicion. That's not operating in love. Because regardless of what it looked like, I'm not talking about discerning. And know this too, that when God gives you the ability to discern a thing, the thing we need to say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with what I see? What do you want me to do? Everything that God gives us, the gift should bring glory to him and not to us. If he shows you something about someone, then you say, okay, Father, what is it? What is it you want me to do with this? Do you want me to just pray? Do you want me to, you know, what do you want me to do about what I know? Because God don't just let us know stuff to let us know stuff. How many of you know that God has got a purpose? I'm getting ready to have to go. My time is running out. So everything that God does, he does on purpose, for a purpose, and with a purpose. So if he's showing you something, you need to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do with this what I know? Sometimes it may just be to pray, but it's not to go and tell somebody, oh, they have a problem with this. Oh, they have a problem with that. No, take it. If he can trust us, if he can get it to us, if he can get it through to us and, and, and get it through us, then that will be the ministry of Christ. Because the purpose of the gifts is not for us. It's not so we can just sit up and talk about what all God has given us. When God gives us a gift, he wants us to give it to others. Because when we give it to others, that's us giving it back to God because God loves people and God is in the people business. So if you don't love people, if you don't do people, I'm sorry to say, I have to ask the question and say it, then you don't know God. There's no condemnation because the day is another day. We get to do what God say. Read 1 Corinthians 13 and let's begin to do what it says. Because it's just not enough to know what love is. We have to actually do it. Start with, I have to fast and pray because we have to let that flesh die. 
It has nothing to do with what you want when it comes to the things of God. We must decrease so he can increase. It's not about, he's going to inconvenience your flesh. When we're led by the spirit, I'm telling you, when we're led by the spirit, it's going to cause your flesh to be inconvenienced. Christ came down from heaven to show us the way. I got to go. My time is almost up. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13 and 8. Love never fails. All, um, love never ends. As for prophecy, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away.